Hello screeners, welcome back to another script to screen conversation. This is part of my coverage of the fantastic NDU uh, International Film Festival. Um, I'll be talking to a lot of the international guests uh, at the festival. And here with me today is Wouter Janssen, who is uh, the, um, the founder of Some Shorts. It's a, a short film distribution company as well as feature film documentary um, and uh, so it seemed like an interesting conversation to have, uh, especially since uh, short film distribution isn't really something that you hear a lot about. Um, so here we are. Janssen, welcome. Hello. hello. <laughs> um, so why don't you kind of uh, take us through how you got to some shorts? Like what brought you onto this, uh, onto this path? Yeah. So I've been... Uh, I was studying. I was... Um, always interested in film and while looking for what to do I started uh, working uh, in an internship at a short film festival in the city I come from it was called Go Short first edition I started helping out there and straight after this internship I kind of uh, got hired to work there because the festival was growing and uh, I stayed there for the past 10 years Uh, in the end I was head of the programming department And in my uh, capacity as a programmer there, I traveled to a lot of uh, film festivals. And while I was in these festivals, I kind of noticed that a lot of the uh, films that I saw within Holland, I would never see outside of Holland. So uh, I got the feeling that something was going wrong in this chain, that filmmakers maybe don't really have an idea of how they should get their films outside of the country. So at that point, I started um, uh, getting in touch with some uh, film students, if I could help out with the distribution of their film and... This started out quite small, like we would sit at my kitchen table, me and the director, we would write envelopes, burn DVDs, check if the films are actually correctly on it. And um, through that, I kind of grew. Um, I worked with a couple of films that were quite successful, like my third film I worked with, we premiered it at Berlinale, and that kind of had a snowball effect. So over the years, I've been working um, short films. So for instance, this year, I only have... Um, one short film uh, from the Netherlands that I work with, the rest is all international. Um, yeah, and I really help uh, the people to get their films uh, out into festivals. And where I started out where it was still kind of limited, if you look now, there's so many film festivals to choose from, so it's more helping people out to actually make a decision, like what's a good festival, what's an interesting festival to go to, that's really where I uh, uh, step in for that. Uh, that's really interesting. So the majority of the distribution is actually, it's not, uh, it, it, there's no money from this. It's more about helping them really strategize what festivals to go to and where their film would probably get the most yeah. uh, recognition or exposure. Yes, yeah, so I think that with short film, it's really more about that you're investing in uh, your future than that you should have the idea of, I'm going to earn a lot of money with this. So like if you talk about distribution for features it's really about getting your film into cinemas and festivals is also good but um, you really aim for to have your film shown to a big audience for short film this hardly exists i mean in lebanon i think you probably won't ever see a short film in a cinema outside of film festivals oh yeah absolutely so um i really think that if going through the festival circles you can meet the right people uh, get your name out there and if you have some success you can get some money with uh, uh, awards that you might win if you have like a that type of film you could maybe do some sales in television but it won't it will never be like big money you probably earn back uh, the investment in your film but that's about it so it's really about investing in your career than that it's so much about like really earning a lot of money 
Okay, and um, so so take us through the so take us through kind of like the process of how this works. So say I have a short film and I contact uh, some shorts. Yeah. What what is the kind of like the breakdown of of what happens? Yeah. Post that phone call or post that yeah, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like in best case scenario. Uh, it goes that I know a filmmaker because I know their previous film that I saw in a film festival or uh, I've met them in a film festival or I maybe even worked with them and they talk to me about like, hey, I have this film coming up, uh, would you like to see it? And I see it in sometimes rough cut stage uh, and at that point I step in. Sometimes I also have it like here, I've had a couple of people come up to me like, hey, we screened here at NDU but we haven't screened internationally, could I send you my film? So uh, I watch the film and if I like it because I only work with like a handful of films on a year basis so it's like 15 short films uh, around five features so if I think that the film is something for me so it kind of fits into what I have in mind for some shorts and I think that it has potential to reach a lot of uh, film festivals um, I start thinking together with the director like what would be the ideal route for this film so uh, let's say I would step into a project at this point, the first really big festival would be Cannes, where you would be able to submit to, or we maybe would try to talk to programmers, like here's one of the programmers for Berlinale. I know that they haven't finished yet, so if I would, I also know that if she would see something here now, she would try to push it to still get it in there for Berlinale, even if it's already a month too late to actually submit it. So I start off like kind of looking for what would the ideal place be to premiere this film. And what will we do after that? Are we going to wait for maybe another big film festival? Or are we just saying like we're aiming for this one and after that we just want to film out there? So then I make a list of festivals and after I get all the materials, the whole press kit and everything, I kind of do everything. So then the filmmaker just has to sit back. I send updates like this is what's happening and uh, they have to answer when a film gets invited and they have to travel to the festival. That's the only thing you have to do at that point as a filmmaker. That's, I mean, that's, it's really interesting. It's, an, it's a very interesting business to, to, to kind of go into because you're essentially, and I, and I can see why it's all, you only pick 15 because mm -hmm. if you're working on more than 15 and you're handling, essentially you're handling the entire campaign yeah. for the film. You're campaigning this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are talking to these programmers. You're trying to get it into as many festivals as possible. Yeah. You're essentially the marketing campaign uh, for the short film yeah, in but, a lot of ways. But I mean, that's also why I really decided to go for like such a small amount of films because for me, it's also kind of, if, if people know me, then that's also kind of the type of films that I like. So if they know what my taste is, they know what kind of films I would be working with. So it's not often that you see a film that I'm working with and it's like, this doesn't make sense in kind of what Wouter is doing. So that's why I have a small number. Okay. And I have a small number so that people know if I say, hey, can I send these films, that they know that the level is really high. So people who do a similar thing to me, what you often see is that they work with like 100 to 150 films. Okay. And that festivals are just like, okay, again, I get these like 100 films and I know that there's probably like three good ones in there, but I have to find them. So they also trust my selection a bit more in that way okay. that also makes it for me a bit difficult to live from it because I only work with 15 films instead of okay. 100 films but I and think you, that's oh, the sorry. only reason um, why my company is doing so well is because people know that the quality is just there okay yeah um, so uh, so you send them all in a bulk to these festivals or is every film different like a lot of film so 
a lot of film festivals are not so outspoken about what type of films they like. So I have a kind of an idea, but then when I think they don't take comedy and they don't send this comedy that I'm working with, they ask for that comedy and they program that comedy. So, but in the strategy part, it's also me thinking like, okay, maybe I'm going to send everything to this festival, but will I send all these films now? Or maybe I send a couple later. Um, I have. Uh, you think about do these festivals need premieres? Is this the best festival for it? Some festivals are more experimental, so I know these films won't have a shot, so I'm not sending it there. So, because the filmmakers also pay me for the work I do, um, I really try to keep it as um, concentrated as possible, so that I'm not just sending it everywhere and they have to pay me for all that work but i'm just sending it to what i think makes sense okay and that they just have to pay me for actually something that could have a result okay so the fees i was actually it's funny you transitioned into it so yeah yeah. the fees that a filmmaker has to pay yeah this covers this this will cover your end of the submissions because you're submitting right Yeah, yeah 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 okay so it's it's kind of like so they're paying but then you're handling everything everything yeah. else wow so, okay so i mean my fee is quite uh, uh, clearly divided, so I charge five euros per festival I submitted to. I charge all the um, entry fees I have to pay, but I always make an overview of all the entry fees, and I know which festivals waive the fee for me because they know me, or because okay. I can say, oh yeah, I'm working with this film in Cannes, I'm going to send that, but I'm also going to send you this Lebanese student film, which you don't know, but which I think is super strong. So I'm kind of... Um, lifting off of the success of some of the films I have so I can make some room for the other ones and I know that programmers they're always interested in finding films that they don't know yet Yeah. so having sure. this film that was in Cannes and that everybody knows compared to this film which they might not know um, also creates some space for that film so that's a part of the uh, fee and then I charge an amount for the uh, for the strategy just my starting right, uh, right. point yeah. so that's kind of um, and then you don't have to put any time in it anymore. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, that, you're lifting a lot of the resp- like a lot of that pressure from the filmmaker because as as someone who's submitted to film festivals before, I've had two short films, uh, you know, that I wrote and directed. They did rather well, but I remember the amount of just chaos and panic that um, I. Um, the, the chaos and panic that I had to go through to try to find and strategize like what festivals I needed to submit to um, and and all that. So I know that it's it's a it's a jungle. Yeah. Like the film festival circuit is really a jungle. So what essentially you're doing is you're saying, okay, you know what? Let me take care of this yeah. and we'll do what is best for the film uh, yeah. together but, in, a, in a way. But I also definitely see a downside in it in that... Um, you doing these two short films by yourself, you also create a relationship with these programmers. So I'm kind of taking that away from filmmakers in okay. a way, because some filmmakers also lean back maybe a bit too much when I'm doing the work. So what okay. I always stress is that if you get selected, also reach out to the programmer, say thank you. If you can't go, say right. that. Right. So that you also build this personal relationship. Because if you're missing out on that, and because I'm so critical, I have... I've had filmmakers who I'm working with and then I don't work with them the second film because I don't think this second film uh, could do the same. So suddenly they're kind of at the starting point again because they don't have this experience because they had me to right, depend on. Right. So that's kind of a, a, a thing that I think that people have to watch out for that you also, like even if I'm doing this work, I'm being super transparent. I give you the list of festivals I'm sending it to. So also try to get some idea of 
what it actually is that I'm doing so that mm -hmm. if you have to do it yourself, that you don't have to start all over again. Because I think that's doing it yourself, like finding out how it works is the biggest mistake. Like yeah, you sure. probably did a lot better with your second film compared to your first film. Yes. Uh, because you had an idea of like how yes. it goes and you know a bit more festivals. Yeah, my first film didn't get into as many festivals as my second yeah. film did. Yeah. Like I knew... Because, specifically because I, uh, by that time, like, there was a big gap between my first and my second. Like, my first film I did in 2009, my second film I did uh, almost two or three years ago. Yeah, so yeah. there was a big gap between them, and I had gotten more into the industry and yeah. kind of studied more and understood what niche was and, yeah. you know, like, all that stuff. Um Okay, let's let's kind of shift over a little bit and talk about film festivals as a whole, considering we started talking about film festivals. How important do you think film festivals are specifically for student filmmakers? Um, so I think like looking at the situation in Holland, what I really notice is that students, especially if you want to make a couple of short films, students don't see that many international films. So having a festival like NDU here... Um, really gives you the opportunity to get an idea of what is actually being made and how your film compares to everything that's out there. So sometimes you see something in a festival and everybody's raving about it on the national level, but then you see it and you're like, oh yeah, I saw this short film two years ago from this and this country, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So having an idea of where you stand in the international field and also just getting that inspiration and talking to other filmmakers and getting an idea of like, how they work in their countries. Uh, that's one super important thing. And what I really notice is that, so I've worked with a, a short filmmaker who just had a, a, a feature made. Her uh, third short film premiered in Cannes, in the Quinzaine de Realisateur. Um, but I worked with her two films before that, and it was her third year and graduation film. And you really notice that getting this film out into festivals, like it did quite well. I think we did like 60 festivals with her third wow. year film. Um, is that you notice that she starts meeting the right people. Right. So she's in this uh, student film festival. Yesterday during my presentation, I also mentioned this festival called uh, Poitiers in uh, France. It's quite a small festival, but it's just because it's so small and the whole French industry comes there because they know uh, here are the student filmmakers that I have to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, she met like the programmers from Cannes So even if they didn't have an interest in her previous film in the way that they would never be able to program it because it's already too old they kind of saw like oh there's a talent here and we want to keep an eye on her oh she's doing a new film okay keep me posted about that film so really this kind of networking of uh, meeting the right people which can be like in really weird situations that you suddenly meet each other is kind of I think really a stepping stone to get your name out there, get recognition, making it easier for your next project, making it easier for your feature that's maybe only finished in like six years, but that you already know like, okay, people now, if I release this feature, they'll be like, oh yeah, this person, they made that short film, which I saw there and there. So it's really getting your, this is really the investment, what I spoke about, that people know who you are instead of that you're suddenly there and people have no idea why they would pay attention to you. Yeah, for my for my students, I always constantly say your short film is your calling card. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is your calling card. Yeah. Like uh, your first, second, third, it could you could have made like five short films, but those are all your calling card. This is how you are introducing yourself to the industry. Yeah, it's, it's like your coming out party. You yeah, know? But like as programmers, we also always make jokes about this because you also sometimes have films which 
I really like a business card in the way that you see this is somebody that's just proving, see, I can make a feature. Yeah. If you see this mm -hmm. short, I can do this in 90 minutes. While the short film is such your own universe um, that sometimes you see a film and you, you can't even think of how this would ever work in a 90 minute mm -hmm. span. Mm -hmm. So like, Although they turn it's into show, show offy movies. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh, look at how much control I, can I have this, over editing. Yeah, or, I can do this okay. action scene so you'll see me doing an action movie later. <laughs> um, I think with horror movies, it's especially like friends of mine are now making a film in Hollywood because they did a, an acceptation film for film school for DOP. Okay. And uh, they screened it at Fantasia in Canada and now they're picked up by the producers of Lights Out to make a oh, feature wow. out okay. of that. So they're really eager to find this new talent. But they just used it like 100% percent as a calling card okay uh but yeah it definitely works like that to get your name out there so it, it is a calling card but always watch out that it's not too much of a like hey see me i can do a feature movie straight after this if you want okay yeah with with all the exposure that you've had over short films because obviously with your company and then also you were for a long time you were head of programming yeah, yeah. at uh, at a go short film festival go yeah. short film festival um what are some of the most common things that you've seen in short films? Like maybe let's say let's let's say common. Uh, um, I, I won't say mistakes, but let's just say common flaws in short films. What are some of the most common things that you've constantly seen? Uh, yeah, I think that what everybody will say is that a film is too long. So it's it, this is a super difficult thing if you don't watch a lot of short films. But it comes like it's so precise. Like I can watch a six-minute film and think it's too long. I can watch a 30-minute film and think it's exactly the right time. So it's really, you have to be super critical of it. Like I worked with a filmmaker, his graduation film was 25 minutes, um, and then he cut it down like months after graduating to 20 minutes. And seeing that version now, he understands much better that um, it's possible to make it shorter, but that when you don't really have this distance, it's quite difficult to see it. Um, then a thing that you really see is just tendencies over the years. So I remember that at one point you had like a lot of these Amelie kind of inspired mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, films. <laughs> um, that's something that happens a lot like in animation. I also programmed for an animation festival, I still do. You often see this kind of, um, that in the end the film appears to be a loop. Yeah. That you're like, oh, now we're at the beginning again, or somebody wakes up at the ending, mm -hmm. everything was a dream. So kind of these tricks you see, and people are really allergic to it. But I think in the end, like the main thing is don't try to copy something, really try to do your own thing, and always be aware that like almost all films can be shorter. So always be really critical of um, how long your film is and have people look at it. And, um, and then maybe I think this is not so much about the film, but maybe more about the filmmaker themselves is like really try to be honest and get honest feedback about your film to be aware of where you could place it internationally because everybody wants to go to Cannes but not everybody's suitable to go to Cannes yeah. with a film. That's very, yeah. So, very, so really very be, on point. be realistic because like, yeah, you can pay 75 euros to send it to Berlinale but their section is so experimental that having a super straightforward comedy probably won't make it. So have some people that have an idea, like the people behind NDU uh, International Film Festival, they see a lot of films, they see what plays at those festivals. So if you show it to them and just ask like, do you think this has a shot and be honest with me, I think you can save yourself a lot of money and also maybe tone down your expectations a bit more and be more realistic about your film. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was very, very enlightening. I think, um, 
you know, I, I stress that I, I, I wanted to talk to you um, when I saw the program this year because I felt like, okay, this is, this is a conversation that will not only benefit me, but benefit my students who listen to the show and yeah. benefit uh, uh, anybody who has an interest in, uh, you know, short films and, and film festivals and how that works. So I'm, I'm, thank you so much for no taking problem. the time to do that. Um, you know, I, I hope you're going to enjoy the rest of the festival. It's still got a couple of days left. Yes. Uh, actually, no, tomorrow and uh, Sunday is the closing. So when do you when do you head back? I'm heading back like Sunday on Monday, like Monday, four o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of Script to Screen Conversations. You can listen to our actual, uh, our flagship show on Fridays and Saturdays on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, or you can listen to it on streaming on all podcast platforms, YouTube and Facebook. Please check out our website at www.scripttoscreenpod.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you later.